K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on mine. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Black on Both Sides. I'm one half your host, King Kuta 3X. My other esteemed colleague, world, world renowned, let me say it straight, locally known, universally accepted. Rarely do I stammer, stutter, or falter when I talk about the excellence of my co-host, who's to be honest. What up, B? What's going on, man? How are you? I, I gotta tell you, man, it's happening. I'm getting burnt out on this shit. I just, I just can't keep every day. There's more shit every day. Yeah. I don't even know, man. I don't even. I don't even know. It's like. You know that talk that 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 uh that analogy about putting your fingers on holes in a dam. Well, we're about to run out of goddamn fingers here soon for the Trump administration. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. So you're saying that there's, you're saying we can't we can't stop about the holes. No, there's another fucking whistleblower. Now there's two. <laughs> and not only that, the attorney that's representing the OG whistleblower, and now this new whistleblower. There's, there's more. They have retained him. Wow. And this is just about the Ukraine call. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is just window dressing. We've read, we've read the transcripts. Uh, we've had multiple uh, hearings. We've had the... Uh, well, let's go back. Let, let's, let's, let's go back to the beginning of the week. So at the beginning of the week, we were going to have a former... Uh, ambassador of Ukraine come in and testify. He did. And in testifying, um, he basically underscored what you and I, Bjorn, talked about, which was um, you didn't want to, you know, you wanted to withhold judgment, but he was saying that he understood as ambassador of Ukraine that other officials on behalf of the government of the United States who dealt with the Ukraine took this this course of action that the Trump uh, administration has been taking with Ukraine to be some sort of a withholding of defense funds to try to convince Ukraine to open up an investigation into Joe Biden, particularly Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, right. and that it was understood if they were not going to do this, then there would be a lack of uh, money for defense, as well as a lack of access to the president of the United States. Why that's important is that the current president of Ukraine is in his first year, and given that he's actively fighting Russia, 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 they're, ro- they're rolling tanks on his eastern border, it's very important for him to be able to continue to show a strong relationship between Ukraine and the United States, as we have for the past I don't know, six or eight years. So, um, so that happened. Then the next day, there's another official from the, uh, another intelligence official who nobody, not a soul, says, hey, I want to come down and give you guys something. Behind closed doors, this, uh, you know, official um, dropped off uh, a stack of text messages between Trump administration officials uh, Ukrainian dignitaries, United States dignitaries, envoys to Ukraine, of text messages going back and forth, in which our people are asking the Trump administration, hey, are we really withholding security aid for political gain? And the text message is normal whenever there's a lot of pushing along those lines that, hey, let's take this offline. So, you know, whenever you're talking with somebody and it gets a little weird and you don't want to put it in writing, what do you say? You say, hey, let's pick up the phone. Let's take this conversation offline. So, that didn't look good. Um, while this is going on, Tito in T-45 stands on the south lawn of the White House. Nobody. Not a soul. Not even Giuliani. <laughs> this fool says, China. Well, I'm going to be having a meeting with China next week. If China does not do what we want it to do, well, you know, we're in a pretty strong position. You know, China should probably open up an investigation on Joe Biden and the Biden. 
Because what they did in China is almost as bad, if not worse, than what they've done to Ukraine. A public statement on the South Lawn, unprompted, on his way to, to the Air Force One helicopter. Was that on in front of TV cameras? Yes. On TV cameras, everybody, <laughs> the world, the whole world. Uh. <laughs> Rudolph Giuliani has now gotten lawyered up. He has now hired the same uh, one of the prosecutors of the Watergate uh, scandal as his personal attorney. Of course, he did. Ironically, been quiet since that happened. Um, the House Committee has now served various subpoenas on the uh, State Department, including. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and also Attorney General Barr. As you recall, Pompeo and Barr were both named by name uh, multiple times uh, in the original Ukrainian transcript, which now we understand is not the complete transcript. And uh, and so they have been given subpoenas, and they have refused to comply with that subpoenas, and they said they were going to, and they have. And so we may remember that Adam Schiff, the head of the uh, Congressional Oversight Committee, which is spearheading this, uh, uh, this impeachment investigation, that has already told in writing that any resistance by the White House refusal to provide requested information will be uh, seen by the uh, Oversight Committee as, as an admission or will be, will be, view, will be viewed as uh, a, a negative inference. Uh, meaning that if you don't give us something, we'll assume the worst hmm. fact pattern of the thing we're asking for, and that's why you won't give it to us. Yeah, why is that important? That's important with regards to this could also lead to an additional charge of obstruction of Congress. Uh, let, let me finish this and I'll give it over to you. Which, by the way, that was one of the articles that there, that was being brought against Nixon was going to be an, also an obstruction of Congress charge. So, what do you think about all this, B? I mean, I think the writing is on the wall. I know you said that since episode one. I don't think the writing was so apparent, though. Now it's not in invisible, invisible ink. I think it's, you know, highlighter ink. You can see it. It's, it's going to happen. I'm just, I'm, at this point now, it's like, with this, the double down on this guy, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to go into a step forward, B. Oh, so, no. So what does Trump do? Trump goes to a uh, kind of a rally with some old folks in Florida. He says, ah, oh, the Democrats, they only are doing this because they know they can't beat me in 2020. It's, I don't care. I, I'm not really concerned about Biden. This is not about politics. It's about corruption. As being the president of the United States, one of my jobs is to hunt out and ferret out corruption. I will continue to try to stop corruption where I see it because, you know, that is my job is to find corruption. It's not about the Biden. Right. And he goes on to repeat Joe Biden approximately 31 more times. Um, the point of all this. So Trump, the, re, the, the, the quintuple down is now he has, has, has said that as of Friday, he was going to have a letter issued demanding that the House make an official vote on articles of impeachment. Uh, before he would turn over any invest any any materials as part of their investigation, let me unpack that. So the last two impeachment investigations in, uh, with Clinton and Nixon, there was an official House vote saying that we are going to start an impeachment investigation. We're going to open up articles of impeachment. The first one on record was President Andrew Andrew Jackson. They didn't do that. Now, to have this vote before officially uh, impeaching and going to the Senate, it's not called for. It's not required. It's, no, it's not in the Constitution. It's not in Article 1. It doesn't have to be done. And that's why Pelosi and Schiff have been operating the way they have without taking a full vote yet. So, in other words, it's a red herring. There's no, there's no legal support. There's no constitutional support for the Trump demanding that there be some sort of official vote about impeaching him before the official vote to impeach him. Right. It's like the vote before the vote. Right. What, he, what he really wants to do is he wants to expose all of the Democrats in the House who are in uh, battleground districts. He wants to expose them so that he can get a jump on running, he being him and the Republican 
uh, campaign, Republican National Committee can get a jump on running targeted ads at these people as trying to, more talking points from the Trump campaign. They're calling this an attempted coup. Now, be honest, he served in the military. When you, when you think of a coup, what do you think of? I think of a... Uh, uh... <sighs> I think that what happens right before a lot of civilians get crushed. That's what I think of. You got to have like a military. You got to have some tanks <laughs> rolling. You got to have some weapons. You got to have AK-47s. You got to have troops marching at the door. You got to have people getting ripped out. You know. And that's in a third world country. In America, where the, 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 the military is so mighty, it, it, there's no way a coup works here. I mean, I've heard of a bloodless coup, but that's not what he said. Many says that this is a, nothing more and the Democrats trying to overturn the will of the American people. We're in year three of his campaign. B, do you remember what year we were in Clinton's? Uh, I'm sorry, we're in year three of the Trump administration. Do you remember uh, what year Bill Clinton was in when he got impeached of his administration? Had to have been three. No, it was, the, it was year two of the second term. Okay. So we're in year three of Trump's first term and his talking points that he's having the Republican uh, House members and some Republican senators uh, saying that this is a, a coup. The Democrats are trying to overturn the will of the American people. So right now, you've got Republicans in the House and a couple in the Senate who are still trying to ignore what we now read in black and white. We've got multiple whistleblowers from the intelligence community inside of you know, you know, who are a branch that's not supposed to be political, which is nonpartisan. We've got whistleblowers from the inside of Trump's own administration. And you still get got, you know, people who are afraid that they're going to lose their seats if they abandon Trump just yet. The thing negative about this has been uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney said this is disturbing. And, you know, basically that's what he said. This is disturbing and that the president of the United States should not be openly requesting foreign powers to interfere in our elections. He asked him, you know what, Romney get Trump. You know what Trump said about that? <laughs> he said he should impe <laughs> impeach Romney. <laughs> yeah, you know, impeaching a senator is not really a thing. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not really a, yeah, it's not a thing, you know. Right. Just words. <laughs> yeah. The double down so, on this guy is you know, amazing. This thing is, is getting pretty, no, we've left double down, triple down, quadruple down, quintuple down, 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 down. So, you know, this is, this is, I don't know how this is going to shake out. Meaning, we have a problem now. We have a problem in that what's right and wrong in black and white is no longer what's right and wrong in black and white. Politics have gotten so bad to where, you know, one plus one no longer equals two. Right. Just because you said it equals two and you are the blue team and I need it to not equal two so that the red team can continue chugging along right in the lead this is bad you know what though after hearing what you said tonight is is it possible that trump is just acting like a little kid that because he doesn't get his way he makes it so that nobody can get their way also yeah i i i guess but but the problem that i'm having is that so when Nixon, when this first happened with Nixon, his polling numbers were actually a lot better than Trump. Like he had like, you know, the majority of Americans supported him. And even that stuff started trickling out only, you know, at the most, there was like maybe 30% of Americans thought that maybe something should happen. Trump is now polling at about 47 to 55% of Americans in favor of these articles of impeachment and about the same percentage thinking that he might actually need to be removed from office. Right. Notwithstanding that, you've got people like the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who a week ago said, un, un, unprompted, if the uh, Democrats bring forth official articles of impeachment, I am forced 
to hold a impeachment trial in the Senate. I thought that was meaningful. Earlier, or about mid later this week, McConnell's in a, in a campaign stuff, because he's a senator from, I believe it's Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. He said, basically, essentially, Democrats can do whatever they want. You know, they can they can send articles impeachment, but the trial is going to be in the Senate, and I'm the majority leader. So, read into that. Right. But, but we already knew that. We, yeah. already, we already knew. We, we knew that. Now, the problem is that we knew that is that we did not know that we would get more and more information of wrongdoing. That's what we didn't know. But if you know, it, we kind of thought we'd have a little bit more than a Mueller report. Like, okay, right. kind of a cookie jar. Now we're seeing, oh, wait a fucking minute. Maybe you just do this with every world leader you talk to. Maybe the only thing you've really been focused on since you've been in the White House is how to stay in the White House. Right. I'm gonna. I honestly, and this is just personal. I'm gonna want more to come out than him asking other leaders to dig up dirt. To me, that's some silly. That's silliness. I the stuff in the Mueller report. I want the the stuff that we didn't get to see to come more to the front. I want the stuff that that that's really a crime because I don't think asking for help to get somebody else in trouble is. I don't. I don't. I know that under under the rules of our constitution that it's uh, impeachable or the idea that it's at least triable. But I just don't feel like this is an, enough of a reason. I get why it's happening, and I get that it's probably, I mean, most likely it's going to happen. But I think I want something better to come out. You know, all the things that he did throughout the, the, the three years, there have been some other things that were far more impeachable than this, but they couldn't get him on it. I want some of those things to come out because I would hate for this to be the reason why. Or a blowjob from Monica Lewinsky to be the reason why. I want to get the real the real reason why. Is that wrong of me to want that, or should I just want him out like you do? Um, you're in the right direction, but I don't think you understand the gravity of what the reason, as you would say, is right now. It's not a bullshit reason. The reason why this is so important. The reason why this should not be a partisan issue, the reason why this is more than a blowjob, lying about a blowjob, is that, and I know you don't personally believe this, and though you may be changing on it, but voting and our elections are very, very, very important to our government, the ideas of our government, and quote-unquote, what the framers of the Constitution wanted you know, I'm reminded of a quote uh, shortly after the United States won against Britain and uh, they were going to install uh, George Washington as president. Somebody, somebody asked Ben Franklin, so is this a monarchy? What is it? What is this thing we've created? What is this new thing? And he said, it's a, it's a, it's a democratic republic if we can keep it. So the if we can keep it means that we, you know, no one person, one, is above the law. Two, we all, all of our votes should matter. Right. I understand that it doesn't, but it should. I understand the electoral college is a thing, but the point is the crime here, the real crime here that I don't think you're giving full credence to is that what Trump has done implicitly and explicitly is that he is seeking foreign influence into our elections. That's a huge fucking problem. Uh, I, don't, I guess I don't see it as foreign influence. What I see it as is more bullets for his the stupid ads that run. Like, for instance, I think that there should be no ads that slander other candidates. That, to me, that's the same thing. I feel like what Trump is doing is he's trying to get information that'll help him with his ad campaign against Joe Biden and his son. I don't think that the, the purpose here is to get foreign influence on the election as so much as it is that I got something about you, I heard something about you that he couldn't get from internal sources because they wouldn't have that information. The Bidens, as well as every other politician that has any type of foreign inter interaction, they're all doing some shady shit. They're all doing dirty shit. And he's trying to get some of that information so that he can give it back to the American people so that they won't vote for Joe, Joe Biden. I don't think that's any different than a slanderous ad campaign that starts talking about 
Joe Biden said he didn't like black people in the 70s or whatever. I think it's the exact same thing. I don't know how, what do you mean by, how do you feel like getting information from the Ukrainian government is influence into the American election? Can you, can you connect that for me? Yes. So what you said is true about other candidates. And hell, when Donald Trump was running, you know, he did the same thing. That's the problem. Donald Trump doesn't know enough about the Constitution and the actual duties of of a president or a politician. He doesn't know that he can no longer act like a private citizen. Now, let me tell you why this is a problematic and why this rises to a constitutional crisis level. Let's go back to Ukraine. Three hundred or so million dollars was approved by the bipartisan House and Senate to go to Ukraine, as it always is, because they're fighting the Russians. So our enemies' enemies are friends. So he withheld that in the week before the call, and only recently released that aid after all this has happened. By the way, so what you have is not a citizen or individual just looking for dirt. You've got the president of the United States using. All of Americans, your dollars, my dollars, taxpayers' resources, to aid him in getting strong arming Ukraine into digging up dirt. One. Two, with China. One of the first things I said was this is a week in advance of his meeting with China to work out a trade deal. So, one of those issues likely will be in trying to hammer out a trade deal is oh, by the way, I also need you to do this. So what he's doing is he's using power of the presidency to coerce people into digging up dirt. That's the fucking problem. It's not that Trump was by himself. It's he's using the State Department. Mike Pompeo, the Attorney General. We paid those salaries. You paid those salaries. He's using, he's using us and the power we give him to get himself reelected. That's the problem. Okay, got it. That makes sense. If he were just an individual, I might say this is wrong. He should be arrested. But it's not a constitutional crisis. Right. You you literally have the president acting like a... He's literally pulling the things or similar things of the Kim Jong-un, the Vladimir Putin, the uh, President Xi of China. These are the types of things they do. These are fascists. Right. These are dictators. By by the way, these are all the people that he says he admires. You know who he says he doesn't admire? D'Angelo Merkel. Um, basically, all of our allies and leaders, he has a problem with all of them. Uh, Boris, what's Boris, the new uh, British PM, who essentially is a British version of Trump. He's not doing well in England, by the way. Uh, so, he told us who he was a long time ago. He told us the people he admired a long time ago. Right. The difference is you can't do that and be president of the United States. Trump, the private citizen, can do a lot of shady shit. But you can't do your shady shit using Beyonce and King Kunta's tax dollars to fly here and there with the full power of being there to to make people do things or withhold aid countries who are in dire need of aid because they're fighting Cold War. These are Cold War. You know, Germany, be honest. So Ukraine is, we're through Ukraine, we're fighting Cold War skirmish with Russia. Through the Ukraine, we're trying to keep Russia splintered. Because USSR used to have all these, all these countries in it. So you can't do that right. and be president of the United States. That's the problem. So and that's so black and white that I don't, and that's why I'm very concerned what does this mean for a politics that senators and Congress people who are Republicans don't have a problem with it? We're now getting to the underpinning of the rule of what this whole thing is supposed to be about. You ready for this, King Kunta? And I want, I want to give you a second because you're, you sound like you're in a bad area. I want to also say, listeners, if you hear that King Kunta sounds a little different, it's because he's so dedicated to the show that he's traveling right now and in a car doing the show from a car. So I want to first of all say thank you to him for, for extending the opportunity for us to still do the show, even though he was traveling. But second of all, here it goes at 24 minutes of, I don't even know what episode this is, but King Kunta, I'm willing to say right now, on this episode, Trump has got to go. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. The problem is, 
I don't think he is. Because our politics, I didn't want to believe this. I kind of knew it. We're really fucked up right now. Even if he shot somebody. Like on TV. Just pull out a gun. Shot somebody. There are some members of Congress who would try to make it okay. Right. I think that... I don't know what to do about that. I think they explain for me at least, and I know I'm sure there are a lot of other listeners that the light went off maybe or light went on, I guess, for, um, you know, you, when you think about it, say for instance, you're at your company and you find out that you're one of your high executive officers in the company, uh, maybe cut funding to something that you were doing in your department. And you, then you come to find out the reason why they did it was because they were trying to make sure they got a bonus at the end of the year. I can only imagine how upset you would be if that happened. And you kind of brought it home for me when you were saying, hey, this is our taxpayer dollars. This is our, you know, it's, it's, we're responsible for the money that you're using or the influence that you're using to get other things, to gain for yourself. I see that as no different. And it's, to me, it's punishable by death as far as, um, as far as, um, uh, corporate America goes. When you have somebody up there who's using his influence or his power to do things that affect the money that's supposed to come to you, or the the abilities that you, that something that that hurts your department, I can totally see that. So that brought it home for me. I knew, I know he's been doing some clown stuff. I know he's been out here showing his ass and saying crazy stuff to to people who didn't deserve it. To me, none of that really resonated. But the idea of him misusing his power based off of the position that we gave him. That that to me is you you can't do that as a as a as a president as really a, really you can't do that as a politician but it's harder to it's harder to find in the lower levels of government but when you're the president and president of the world and you're doing that there's not really there's there's not really a safe space for you if you ask me. I mean just to underscore that I mean that three hundred something million dollars you know where that came from right? No taxpayer money. Oh well yeah of course that I thought you meant specifically yeah. No, that's yeah, that's yeah. That's, so, so that that's that's where we are. Uh, I started this. I opened this up by saying there's now yet another whistleblower. We presume it's about the Ukraine, right? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the attorney that represents the first whistleblower and now this one is saying he also has other clients who are presumably more whistleblowers about this. Um, we're going to see where it goes. Do we need more whistleblowers? Do we need more considering no. he was in the, on the South Lawn saying the same thing to TV cameras? Do we need a whistleblower at this point? Well, well B, the question is, who are these for? These are not for, I guess you could say, having enough evidence for the Congress to do its job. This is for public opinion. Right, okay. The pressure on these House Republicans and Senate Republicans who are not sure if they can speak out and keep their seats. Got you. So more information that comes out is only going to help continue to play public opinion. By the way, that 47% floor I gave you of in favor of article for impeachment was a 10% jump two weeks ago. Wow. Uh, that's pretty uh, unusual. Really shit unusual. Yeah. So, you know, so we, we will see it's now. It's no longer about if or when. Here's how I see it. Unless we find out something unthinkable, which we may, very well could. Unless he said something unthinkable, which he might. Because it's very clear that unlike Clinton, there's no there's no impeachment war room. Meaning there's no group of individuals working with with Donald Trump to figure out how to defend this. He's just shooting from the hip shooting from Twitter as usual. And then his staff is trying to catch up. So he may can continue to be driven into something crazy and say more crazy things. He may do something crazy. I don't know. But my fear is that we're only going to be stuck with a Clinton impeachment, meaning the House is going to impeach him, then they're going to submit the case to the Senate, and then two-thirds of the Senate is going to, is going to not not find him guilty. And then Trump is going to be allowed to continue to pretend as if he was fully exonerated. And the Republicans are going to run those types of stories until the election cycle is over in 2020. 
I don't think that's good for America. I think that hurts us, and I think that divides us even more. Yeah. Which goes back to what we talk about on the show often, which is blowing the whole thing up. I think we are getting there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is it's impossible for it. We we're gonna we're gonna show these scars are gonna show forever. Like this is gonna be a permanent scar. Whatever happens because of, of all of the fallout. But I mean, that's what I was saying. It's going to have to either burn down or... No, there's no other way. It's going to have to burn down. But I think that what's happening right now is definitely going to show generation and generation. And there are going to be some visible scars here. I mean, be honest, you of all people, I mean, you... I give you a lot of flack, but one thing I pride you on, one thing I, I give you kudos for, is that you try to remain impartial and see both sides of any given story, usually. Right. And in this process, of talking about these things, now that are coming in black and white, now that are coming from Trump's own words, again, the transcript of what he said, he released the transcript of what he said. Right. He said what he said is perfect, even <laughs> though he now knows what he, what he said, how it reads. Right. He was on the South Lawn after being in trouble for what he said about foreign influence, and on the South Lawn, in front of all the cameras, asked China to investigate too. Right. You now understand, hey, President of the United States can't do this. Right. So what I was, so, you know, me and you are private citizens. We're jabronis. We're Joe Blows. We don't have access to anything unless it comes out in the media, the news, you know, Twitter. We're not looking at any of this shit. We don't got no security clearance. There are members of the representatives, Republican members, Republican Congress members, Republican Senators. All shit. Their own funds, uh, intelligence committees, they're saying nothing, right? Or doubling down with them, yeah. Don't have any rules. I don't know where we're gonna go. You know, two shows ago, I was, you know, I, I was, you know, happy and stuff, and I even opened this show by saying it's happening. But the truth of the matter is, I don't know what's happening. I just know that this country, this government, this experiment, apparently is in a worse place than, is in one of the worst places it's ever been. It's in one of the, I'm not going to say it's in the worst place, but it's in one of the worst places it's ever been. Yeah, this is definitely And I don't know where we're going. I don't have a way out. I mean, all I can do is show somebody what the words on the page mean. And if you and I can't agree with the words on the page, mean then I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. So you got to ask the person what they meant, okay? Then you go ask the person what they meant. And they say, yes, I meant what the words on the page <laughs> mean. And by the way, this person should do it too. I mean, I don't, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we'll go from here. And so, you know, you and I will, we will report on this, and we'll see what happens. I think and that we I, will remember this. I think the best thing that you said, honestly, in, in support of, of it, is that we have to get the Republicans that are sitting there waiting, scared, petrified that they won't get support once this is all over. We have to figure out a way to show them that, hey, we're on your side if you'll help us get rid of this motherfucker. Like, we're going we're gonna to support the Republicans that stand against this if they're willing to, to actually, you know what I'm saying, put some skin in this. That's really the only way. Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. I mean, we'll see. So there's more evidence is coming. I think uh, an actual legitimate timeline on when the House might might formally vote to impeach him and then present that impeachment, those articles of impeachment to, for a hearing, probably around December or first year. But there's whistleblowers for evidence. Um, again, all of this is unless Trump literally explodes, which he may. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's just a sad, sad time, in my opinion, for our government. Nobody's winning here. We're all losing here. Right. There are no winners in this. Agreed. Speaking of there are no winners in this, um, you may have heard Amber Geiger, the, uh, Dallas police officer who shot and killed an unarmed black man, uh, both from Jensen in his home and his apartment uh, trial uh, happened and a jury returned a guilty verdict. 
which initially carried a term up to 26 years or more for murder. Uh, during the sentencing phase, uh, he was given a 10-year sentence. And the interesting thing is that, on the one hand, I'm surprised he got a guilty verdict. On the other hand, 10 years, I mean, you know, you know what to do about that. That's, that 10 is actually probably closer to three or five. How long do you think it should have been? 26. Um, the other issue that you probably know, Beyonce, and people out there have probably saw or, or seen or heard or seen the memes is that three things happened that were unusual. First, before the guilty verdict came down, a bailiff fixed Amber Geiger's hair as she was sitting down. That bailiff was a black female. Never heard of that. Black female fixing the hair of somebody who's about to be sentenced for murder. Okay, interesting. The other interesting thing that happened is that Botham John's brother um, asked permission to leave the witness box that he was testifying to go and give Geiger a hug. Think about that, Peter. Murder victim's brother asked permission to leave the uh, at the trial for murder. This is not like years later, you know, I've gone through, I can give you, this is at the trial for seeing you being, yes, she murdered him. Not reckless, not mad, not on accident, murder. What do you think about that, Dan? I think it's odd, but I wasn't there for the testimony to know what could have possibly moved this person to do this. So it seems odd, though. Let me double down. So, the father of both and John gave a uh, gave a interview. Says he would like to become Amber Geiger's friend. About the Amber Geiger's Taylor friend. Allen. Yeah. Uh-huh. At some point, he'd like to become friends. What do you think about that? Very odd. This is a very odd thing that's happening in in Texas. But you know, you're from Texas, so you probably understand it better. No, than I. no, I can't talk with this homie. Uh, okay, <laughs> so let's go back to travel. So, after the uh, 10 years we handed down, uh, the judge goes down, hugs Amber Geiger, and gives Amber Geiger a copy of the Bible. The judge is a black woman. Think about that, Bian. Okay, so I, I'm not... I, you're, you're trying to make this black-white thing happen, but I just don't... I, I'm not even going to address that because that's ridiculous, but... It's ridiculous it that is. A, a white woman killed a black unarmed man in his house yes. and the black unarmed man's brother gives the white woman a hug. It's ridiculous. Right before he got the guilty verdict, the black female bailiff fixes the hair. After the guilty verdict, the black female judge goes down and hugs her and gives her a copy of her Bible. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm gaslighting race issues. All right. What I want to do is I want to separate the family of Botham Jean and the bailiff and judge because I think that she's... Since Reese she's, is a motherfucker. Nobody understands how people do with Reese. Okay, I can do that with the family. Okay, so... um. The brother and the father, I want to separate that from the bailiff and the, and the judge because Geiger is a cop. They work for the same place. So if the bailiff knows her personally... I can, whether it's odd or not, it may be odd, but I can see where they could have a relationship and they may like each other. Hey, what are the odds of you being, what are the odds of her friend being the bailiff at her murder trial? I don't know, I don't know necessarily about friend, but someone that she... Astronomical, B. I'm saying friend, not necessarily friend, but someone that she knows. Colleague, again, astronomical, but okay. Okay, sure. So you're saying that in Dallas, it's not possible that the bailiff and the, the cop know each other? It, if that were the case, it'd be highly unlikely that that bailiff would be allowed to be bailiff at that time. So you think that this bailiff does not know her at all, but still felt in, in, inclined to go over and, or compelled, I should say, felt compelled to go over and fix her hair before the sentencing? Well, okay. Let's just let's let's mi- put a microscope on just those two, the bailiff and her. Why in the world would the bailiff go do that? What, in your opinion, what do you think? I'd be spitballing. I don't know. Nothing. You can't I come up with know. anything. I mean, you are you are ready to call it racism. So I'm thinking you have something. Yeah, I do. 
Okay, so I believe that it's conditioning, it's mannerism. Which we have to understand, or maybe you don't, but it, in Dallas, to have a female judge, have a black judge with a black bailiff, with a black reporter, with a black clerk, that's pretty fucking unusual in the state of Texas, let alone Dallas. One thing that also came out after this trial is that the judge has a pretty high rating of the police union in Dallas. So she's made herself a friend of the police, period. Okay. So, so you know, this is essentially, this would be like, you know, some impeachment hearing on the floor of the NRA or at the office of the NRA. Everybody's just sad that we got here. We make the best of it. So to me, that's, that's, that's coonish, that's coonishness, that's mammy, that's going along to get along. And that's, you know, that's, that's the rule. But even with that, who fucking idea that a bailiff would do such a thing? I don't know. It's weird. I have no idea. As much as I want it to be mammyism and coon and coonishness, in, in reality, I don't know why you do that. I mean, well, well, I don't know that I'm ready to call it mammying and cooning and all that. I mean, that's, that's, so, that's so lazy and so easy to do. I don't know that I want to call it race issues. That's so easy to do. There's another. Okay, let's put the, let's put the bailiff. Let's just call the bailiff a what the fuck. We don't know. Let's go to the judge. Okay. That's a fucking problem. Problem? So is yeah. it okay? Here's my thing, right? We've t- we've talked for years and years. Not necessarily me and you and I, but just in general about the fact that sometimes judges do not have empathy for the people that they're sentencing. Even though the jury is who actually charges them guilty or, or innocent, if I'm not mistaken, the judge is who decides the sentencing. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, that being said, we're, we're, we have an opportunity here for a judge that seems to have some, some signs of empathy that's acting like a human being as opposed to a, you know, stiff shirt politician or judge, I mean, and he, we're, we're punishing that person because it happened to be a white person this time. But what if that judge is like that often, and this was just the first time it was public because of the the, the height of the, the case got to? What if she's the empathetic judge in Dallas and that we've just never heard the story because it never mattered? But this time, it was on the front page news. And so, you know what I'm saying? I don't think we know enough about the judge in that courtroom to say that this isn't a normal behavior in there. Now, you're saying it's not normal in the rest of the world, but I find that there's an issue with most judges. Most of them are pieces of shit because they act like, they don't, they, like they've never committed a crime before. They act like they don't understand how people can get in this situation. And so they, 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 they punish harshly a lot of times. All they get, as soon as they get that guilty verdict, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to give you the max. Mandatory maximum, whatever. Like they, that's just how they, that's how they respond. We've heard all the stories about the judges who are, who are in the pocket of uh, private prison industry and just sending, sending people to, to prison just so that they can fulfill the numbers, the requirements for the prisons. So we have one judge that's the opposite of that and you give them shit too. Is it only because it's a in white person? And all my life, and all of my professional practice, with all of my colleagues who practice professionally in this area, I have never, ever heard of this in any way, shape, or form. The only way where a judge shows empathy is from the bench. Normally, in, via, via what she's saying, I have never heard of, contemplated, a judge stepping down and hugging a convicted murderer. Never. Yeah, me either. So if this is what she normally does, I would be shocked that we haven't heard about it before because it's so fucking unusual. I agree with this that. This woman didn't get manslaughter. She got convicted of murder. Her jury of her peers said she not manslaughter, murder. Right. But yeah, no, that's pretty fucking weird. Now, B, if Folsom John had accidentally walked into the wrong house and killed a white woman, do you think her family, sorry to say, would you speculate if you think they would hug him or they want to hug him? I don't know. I've seen, I've seen white people do some amazing things too. I understand. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 seen, I've, I've seen some really kind-hearted white people as well. I don't know. I, don't I understand. Know. I'm, I'm just, trying to, just trying to speculate. You think he just got 10 years after he got a 
uh, a guilty verdict back and you got 10 years? I think there are some black people who have been charged with 10 years and they should have gotten more. I think that's happened a lot of times too. I think that. Okay, let's do it this way. So there was a recent story about the same, you know, about, you know, a few months of this where a black man killed a police dog. See, you want, you want to guess how, how much time he got for killing that police dog? 15 years. 46. 46 years. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, Beyonce, you remember that story about that lady who discharged a gun 20 times in the air? No. And they wouldn't apply stand your ground, the stand your ground defense to her? She got 20 years. She didn't kill nobody. Yeah. Shot the gun in the air. Is this Texas also? Uh, it's a southern state that, it might have been Florida, because they would not allow her to use the stand your ground defense. Okay. Oh, by the way, this judge that you say is just so empathetic and perhaps might have a heart of gold we don't know, she allowed the jury to consider the stand your ground defense, even though it had already been established that Amber Geiger was in someone else's home. Stand your ground only works if you're in your home. Right. But I also read that the reason why she did that was so that they couldn't come out in appeals. If it's already been ruled against in this hearing, it can't be used as an appeal. Is that not, is that not true? I don't believe that's accurate. When okay. you have filed an appeal, you appeal everything that happened. Okay. You appeal, so no, I don't, no, no. You could say that she didn't want that to be one of the things they could appeal over. Right. You know, I, I guess, but you know, I don't, I mean, why would you even assert that that theory of defense is staying your ground if it's not, I mean, staying your ground, you have to be in your home. The evidence presented, wow, this is getting technical. We're not even those weeds. Right. The upshot is, it already been established she was not in her home. They had no reasonable belief to think she was in her home. So the staying your ground defense was not available. So whether or not she allowed the jury to consider it or not, it was not available. And most likely would not even have been a, you know, an actual legitimate grounds for appeal because in most cases appeal you defer to the finder's effect. Appeals usually go for errors in the law or uh, allowing certain things in that shouldn't be in, but it's not necessarily the act of deliberation and consideration of evidence rightfully admitted. Wow, we don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short is staying uh, <laughs> your ground was not an actual thing that would have been legitimate either way, shape, or form on appeal or elsewhere. That's should fair. not have been. She should not have allowed the jury to consider that. That's period. Here's, here's what she was trying to do was to give yet another way for you know. I don't. Her, I don't know. Colleague, I'm not going yeah. to try to tell you what. I don't know. I don't know why she did that. Well, here's the thing that I see. I do see there. Okay, so he, the both of them is dead. He's dead. He's not coming back. She's guilty. That's the thing. I want to look at what the silver lining is because there's so many what the hells in this case. The silver lining to me is that we found one more thing that's precedent for a cop misbehaving or being brutal to a potential suspect or a victim or whatever is going on, the police brutality issue that we have in America. So this is, to me, just yet another precedent that another case can look back to to find one of these cops guilty that's doing something that's ridiculous. I think everyone agrees. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've heard anyone say that they are on Geiger's side. I don't think I've heard anybody, black, white, whatever. I don't think I've even seen anything online that people are supporting her. So I well, think. Well, you probably don't run in those white supremacist circles. But yeah, there are some people who, who are, didn't believe it and were upset. Yeah, but but those people don't count because obviously their their um, opinion of everything is 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 shaded by their hate hatred for black okay, people. Okay, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. So one of the key witnesses for the for the prosecution was Botham John's neighbor. I don't remember his name, and I sincerely apologize for that. But as polls, everyone, I am driving. I can't look it up. He was the key witness. Right. He got up there and told everyone what he heard the night of. He was the star witness. Uh, he got up on, you know, he, he pointed out things, he gave directions, he pointed out the geography of things, where everyone was staying, where he was staying. Uh, crucial witness. He was murdered two days ago. And so, that's that's direct result of his testifying? I don't know. I just find it odd timing. Well, I, I find mean, it very odd timing that he got, that a cop was convicted, who was white, he was the star witness, and it was known that he was a star witness. Two days, two day, about a couple of days after that, 
he's shot to death. Yeah. So either, in my opinion, either that retaliation. No, not no. I would say that there's a there's a, you know, logically, it's conceivable this was retaliation. This is retaliatory. It may not be, but it's conceivable. I don't know. That, that, that's a stretch for me. I mean, yes, it's a it's a it's a two days later. It's a crazy co- shot. It's a crazy coincidence, but I've seen far more coincidental things that are with less to go on. I, it it's possible, but I'm not ready to just say that's what it is. I mean, you know, come on, they, people die all the time. I don't know what this guy was into. I have no idea what his life was like. It's very possible that he could have testified on this day and gotten killed another day. Like that's that. Those don't have to be connected. It very, it very well may be connected, but it doesn't have to be. I'm not ready to go there yet with that. Very strange comment. Let's connect. Let's circle this back up. So, Amber Geiger, you say you didn't think anybody was agreeing with her because it was so, you know, you can't go into somebody's house to shoot and kill them. Right. You can't do that. That's, that's, you can't say you didn't know. You, 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 you were confused. You have you, to you know. You thought it was your house. You yeah. have to know. So whatever your political leanings are, and you say, well, white supremacists, well, they're colored by hate. But whatever, whatever your leanings are, logically and reasonably, you got to agree that you can't do that. Right. I think so. I'm going to close by saying, whatever your political leanings are, you got to agree that the President of the United States can't use all of the power that we've given to him as taxpayers to use that for his own personal political gain to influence our election. That should be black and white. Shouldn't be a partisan issue. Yet, here we are. Here we'll be. And be honest, I think we're going to get a lot of more unthinkable, damning things to come out and you know what? It's probably not going to be enough for him to be removed. Yeah, that sucks. Good people should stand up and do the right. You should do the right thing. You know, I told my, my youngest daughter, I say, you know, what's integrity? And the answer is integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. Everyone's looking. It shouldn't be this hard to do the right thing. That's all I got, man. I just want to say that I'm, I'm fatigued with this shit. I know you didn't think it was possible, but I'm actually, I'm getting Trump fatigued. I'm, I'm getting numb to all, you know, what's going to happen this week? I don't know. Probably some outrageous, horrible shit that I fear is not going to matter. <laughs> That's it, man. Black on both sides where nothing is black and white. And even if it is, who cares?